This week on Rotten or Righteous, we ask the important question. So, what, what, how would you be cooked if you were a potato? Welcome back to Rotten or Righteous, the only show that totally wouldn't just completely make stuff up for the sake of having some sort of content to put on out on Thursday because one of our people is sick with COVID and so we can't record the review that we promised to record a few weeks ago and we're totally planned and professional. Everything that we're about to say, yeah. we've got like uh, we would never like do that. A list of things. We're not we're we're not flying by the seat of our pants. And today's opposite day. With me, I'm unaware of this list. <laughs> I don't have a list. With me today, as always, he's currently wearing a Boston Red Sox baseball cap, even though I don't think he's ever really been to Boston. He's Luke Taylor. I surely have not. It's kind of sad, Luke, that you live in Guam, you're moving to Algeria, and you've never been to Boston. <laughs> I've never been to Boston. I've never been to New York. I've never been to California or anywhere on the West Coast. But um, yeah, Albania, I just felt like was the the place I needed to go. Algeria, maybe next. You know what they say, Albania is the West Coast of the sad, depressing Eastern European nations. (laughs) Yeah, technically, I mean, it is West Coast of the Balkans. I mean, it's West Coast, but you know, I mean, that's basically the same as California. So, I mean... Every time I think of nice. every time I think of Albania, I think of like that scene from Oliver Twist where he's asking for more stew, and the guy's like <laughs> more, and then Oliver Twist gets like decked in the face for asking for some more. I think is, Albania uh, as a country it, is like that. It doesn't take place in probably. Albania at all. You got yeah, Al- you got a lineup at the soup kitchen, you know, and you only get a certain amount of rations, and uh, it'll. It'll be a terrible, you know, struggle, third world struggle for missionary work, you know, but uh, sacrifices have to be made. <laughs> uh, Let me tell you of my suffering. I, I can't wait to hear about your suffering when you come back on the podcast once you take your month-long sabbatical. You're coming back. You know you're coming back. Deep down inside. We just admit that you're <laughs> They don't have back. internet. They don't have internet over there. That they, is a uh, bold-faced lie all of your ministry is internet based you wouldn't move to some place that didn't have internet it might just disappear this might be the end i truly truly doubt it you've been enjoying yourself too much these past few weeks but that's okay (laughs) um yeah so i'm we're recording this on monday instead of our usual thursday which kind of disappoints me because you don't get to experience the horror that was my face on thursday Versus today, it looks much better. Um, Wednesday last week... What was wrong with your face? Oh, just wait. Wednesday last week, I ate some McDonald's breakfast with my son, as I am one to do. And they forgot our... Uh, it doesn't matter, it has nothing to do with the story, but our McDonald's here is terrible. It They forgot our second McGriddle. So I had to like split a McGriddle with my, my four-year-old. And um, he, he does not like to share with anybody for anything, even though he won't eat the entire McGriddle. 
But uh, anyways, that's borderline third world. That that is its own form of suffering right there. Right. Later on, he wouldn't let me throw away his hash brown, so I just had like a dirty hash brown sitting, <laughs> just sitting around, never gonna be eaten. But anyways, I get home and there's something wrong with my stomach. I'm just the, the breakfast wasn't sitting right, and so I, I said, okay, I'm gonna expel this demon from me. And so I go in the, the bathroom, and my body keeps trying to to vomit. But it is a strenuous 20-minute process, and I mean that. Uh, uh, I'm trying not to get too disgusting, because I don't want to drive our audience away from this clearly well-thought-out and planned episode. But uh, it was a 20-minute process, but eventually I got everything settled and taken care of. I felt fine afterwards, and so uh, you know, I went about my day. And then later on, I went to the bathroom and went to wash my hands, and I looked up, and I stopped in my tracks. I'm like, what in the world is that? It turns out that I burst every single blood vessel on my face from my... <laughs> yeah, every single blessed blood vessel on my face was burst. From Do just... you have a uh, photo of this? Yeah, let me send it to your Facebook. Just give me a second. <laughs> from what? The... Uh, the uh, from just exertion the... of vomiting? Yeah, of trying to throw up for 20 minutes. It it was it was an event, but what I'm about to send you it, it's all these red spots are not <laughs> freckles; they are blood vessels that I burst in my face. What? I've never even heard of that. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of like blood uh, blood vessels popping like in your eyes and stuff when you're under stress or whatever, but I've not I've never heard of it like that happening when you're throwing up. Yeah, so uh, apparently that can happen. And, and it didn't hurt so much. And like I said, it was just, I think I drank coffee, I drank like cold coffee and my stomach didn't like that. And so I just got sick and it was over and over done with. But uh, yeah, so that lasted for a few days. That was pretty, pretty fun. It didn't, it didn't hurt, but it was very itchy. My face like just tingled for a long, long time. <laughs> and think about. You would Joseph probably uh, saved you from death by eating the the other half of that McGriddle. Imagine what would have happened if he'd eaten the whole thing. Yeah, but he didn't get sick. Yeah. So we've got two more shows with Luke, and then he will be gone for an indeterminate period of time. Um, we'll we'll know for sure whether or not Luke comes back. I'm sure he's not going to leave our four fans hanging on whether or not he's gone forever. I doubt he's gone forever, even if he is gone forever. But uh, <laughs> he has. this is the only time he socializes. It's the only time I socialize. It's the only reason why I'm still making this stupid show going into 90 weeks of nothing is because if I don't talk to people at least once a week, my wife will make me go back and talk to the therapist with his stupid glasses again, and I don't want to go back there. So, um, <laughs> Has it been 90 weeks? I don't know. This was no. I think this is episode eighty-three. Dang, still that's a long time. Yeah, but as long as Belgium keeps I, uh, listening, we'll keep cranking them out. You know, I was gonna. I had a word for Belgium. I had a Belgian waffle the other day. Now I'm not gonna say it's tech. I'm not sure if it was authentic or not. I got it at a Circle K in the south of Guam at a gas station. That's where so all of I'm the not, most authentic uh, Belgian waffles come from. 
Yeah, I wasn't. You know, I figured it was probably uh, there's probably a Belgian in the back who was who was cooking it up, and uh, came in a little airtight bag, so that makes it more authentic. And uh, it was delicious, and I ate it, and it had little chunks of sugar in it, and it was like thick, you know, like uh, like a cake donut almost, but a cake waffle, and it was fantastic. So I think if the Circle K gas station Saran or uh, uh, airtight plastic wrapped Belgian waffles are that good in the south of Guam, I can't even imagine uh, what the uh, the true Belgian waffles like. Maybe. Let's see how far Belgium is from Albania. I mean, it can't be. I mean, it's, make at the very least, it's uh, connected. You can technically drive there. It's not too far. Let's see. Let's get some Google directions going. Belgium directions. It's like it's like looking at a map and being like, oh, I, li- I don't live that far from Texas. And then you look it up and it's like a 32 <laughs> yeah, hour drive. Yeah. Yeah, it's 23 hours, so, <laughs> you know, Europe, eh, it ain't that big. And that's, like, across the Alps, or close to them, so no big right. deal. I'll ride my bike. It'll be fun. Um, for those of you who don't know, that Luke and I have known each other for just a, an offensive amount of time. Um, <laughs> I, I think we're going on, like, 25 years of knowing each other. Probably, yeah. So I thought, what better way to uh, begin the end until you come back from your sabbatical with, you know, just some icebreakers, you know, getting to know each other. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we need. A little bit better. So uh, I I did a quick Google search earlier today, and I found uh, on a uh, Lifeway website, adultministry.lifeway.com, the 10 worst Ooh. icebreakers for a group meeting. Would you? Who would you consider your best friend, excluding your wife? Excluding my wife. It would have to be probably... I would have two. Uh, probably be Jared Myers, who I grew up with in church, and Michael Major, who also grew up with, uh, with me at Alcar. That's yeah, fine. It's fine. Yeah, we've only been... Doing a podcast <laughs> for two years. That's cool. That's cool. Whatever. They're the shoe ins. Mm, yeah. Because I know I'm not going to be yours. So. <laughs> You're up there, though. You're like my, my second best friend. My best friend in the whole world is Jake Davis. And I grew up with him. You mean Scott? Her. Scott Judge? No, Scott Judge? I, Scott, I love Scott. That's one of who I meant. That's who I meant, Scott. I meant Scott the whole time. Scott Judge is probably <laughs> my best friend in the whole world. And then... <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> one question in and I already messed up. Hey, look, which girlfriend or boyfriend that you dated in high school or college do you wish you had married? This is a terrible idea. Uh, well, I feel like if I had um, <laughs> had wanted to marry them, I could have. This was the um, worst. This was like, like I said, it's the worst icebreakers. <laughs> this is a ministry. This is a ministry off a ministry page. Yes. I feel like this is just like <laughs> destined to uh, end badly. No, yeah. To be fair, it says these are icebreakers that are. Uh, Ones that demand too much information, make someone else in the room uncomfortable, or could start an argument. Bad icebreakers. I don't, 
are not just ineffective, but they can also be damaging to relationships within the group. So literally, this article was written to uh, to show some examples of icebreakers not to use. Oh, and now we're using them. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, this is a terrible idea. Uh, I cannot say that there was anyone who I would have married in in high school or college. Um, hence, why I didn't get married in high school or college. Yeah, you know. Do share um, do share your thoughts on this. Uh I married the greatest girl in the world, so uh I have no regrets when it comes to my spouse. Um I will say though a funny thing that in in high school I dated briefly this girl who was an uh, an apostolic episcopalian and uh, Okay. <laughs> And in high went, school or college? In high school. And we went on a picnic okay. date, uh, me and her. And uh, her mom came with us and stood like 10 feet behind us at all times. So that was Wait, really awkward. apostolic Episcopalian? Yeah. And, what am I um, thinking of? Because the I feel like the Episcopal Church is like super liberal, aren't they? No, this girl skirts all day, every day, doesn't cut her hair. Apostolic. I gotta look this one up. Uh, but anyways, so I was that was that was real awkward, and you know, I I broke up with her because it was just it was just too too much. I couldn't deal with with the fact that her mom was there, and I broke the girl's heart. I did, and uh, I I looked her up a, a few uh, years ago before I married Kelsey just to see what was going on. And it just turns out she's like a professional model in New York. It's totally fine. It's cool. <laughs> What's her name? I'm not going to say that, but... Share it. Do no, share. No, no, no. But, uh, yeah, that one, that I'm was kind of... i digging the, back through your your uh, Facebook photos from Oh, I, there was... The, this was, like, before Facebook. Uh, we even joined Facebook my junior year, so it was, like, 2007, 2008. I didn't join Facebook until 2009, but, man, uh, uh, that was kind of a kick in the stomach that I, that, you know, some <laughs> chubby schlup like me broke the heart of a, a future literal runway model, but it's cool. I, I met someone even prettier and married her and I love her to the moon and back. <laughs> um, Good save. Question number three, what is something your spouse has done that has really ticked you off? Why do oh. you think they were so insensitive? <laughs> I mean, I've been to some pretty uh, tactless uh, icebreakers, but none quite this bad. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> hmm. Really ticked me off. There is, I know there's there's like one thing. Oh, so um, when she opens packages, she or like uh, snack bags or whatever, she always leaves the the um part that she rips off dangling from the bag Hmm. so it's like half torn off and i'm just like why like what is what is the purpose of this and uh that is that is the worst thing that my my wife does why do you think she's so insensitive that she won't change you know, I don't know. Um, it really causes me a great deal of distress. You know, when you're trying to grab a chip or something, that like little piece is just dangling off. It's like, it's like this is it. It's third world, and um, it really irks me. 
life so hard. It is. Um, the, the, the last thing Kelsey did was when I was out of town this weekend, she came into my office to get something and then she like decided to straighten up and now I can't find anything. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yeah. Been and there so before. <laughs> that, that, that was, that's the last thing that really took, I mean, I'm still mad about it because like just a few <laughs> seconds ago, our internet went out and I went to look at my, uh, my router to see if like, it was blinking red, like no internet connection. My router's is in a completely different spot. I have no idea where it went. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, that's just it. And, and I don't know. I mean, she was, I don't think she's insensitive. I just think she doesn't understand she's married to a, a husband with severe ADHD and what looks like a mess to 90% of the people is organized chaos because I know where everything is. Please don't touch it. Um, so she just decided that your office was too dirty for her, even though she doesn't work there, and then well, that I it think, needed to be straightened. I mean, I, I mean, I don't put her put that much evil on her. I think that she literally said, "Oh, this is a little bit clutter, cluttered. Let me do some. Let me do some straighten up." She didn't throw away anything important. She just kind of moved everything. And <laughs> you're supposed to go home and be like, "Honey, thanks for <laughs> straightening out my office." Well, the thing is, is like if I've, you don't really appreciate it, I've got like dirty dishes laying around here that I took from home. I mean, she she didn't bring any of those home. Why didn't she take those home? Yeah. Why'd she just <laughs> move everything around? What movie title do you think best describes Scott? <laughs> uh, let's see. How about? The Last Hope. You mean A New Hope, like Star Wars? A New Hope, oh, that's the one. <laughs> when Scott was born, A New Hope was brought into the world. Scott is like the second Messiah, also known as Joseph Smith. So I guess I would make him the third Messiah. I think Scott should start his own religion. Maybe, what was that Mormon movie we called? What, or what, what was that thing called? Joseph Smith, prophet, prophet of something or other. I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. I think Scott is, I think I'd compare him to Battlefield Earth. (laughs) In what way? Because it's certainly not, like, well made. But there's something about it that's just entertaining. And you just want to hang out with it until the end. Uh, So... What movie best describes your podcast leader and what brought you to this conclusion? I need to know more movies. Um, You're on a movie-watching podcast, Luke. You've watched 80 movies in the past two years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And what's brought me to this conclusion is (laughs) that, um, what is that guy's name again? uh, Robert Downey Jr.? No. No, (laughs) Um, What is um, the dude's name? Oh, what? Who was his name? Ah! I almost said Ben Stein. That's definitely not it. (laughs) I feel like uh, whoever he is, you you just bear a striking resemblance to him and you're... uh, 
your flamboyance, especially since your favorite color is purple. I basically equate you to in my mind. So basically, I'm a, a living, walking gay pride flag, is what you're saying? Um, yeah. That's nice. Thanks. I appreciate that. Donnie Osmond. Yeah, you and Donnie. Just right. two peas in a pod. <laughs> it's two sexy peas in a sexy pod. <laughs> It's time to ask for some ask some serious questions now to really let our fans know about us. Uh, would you rather have hands for feet or feet for hands? Um, I think I'd rather have hands for feet because I feel like I could still make that work, but feet for hands, I mean, what's that? I mean, exactly. You can't open a door with feet hands. You can't. But people who have no legs walk on their hands, so... I mean, I feel like it would be pretty awesome to have another set of hands for feet. It might be better. Like, like I could um, like hold and read a book while playing a video game. Yeah, please. This yeah. is why this is why evolution's a lie. If evolution was real, we'd have feet hands. Do you think uh, that your brain would be able to organize four hands and what they were all doing at the same time? Man, my brain can't organize two hands, so no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you. I'm I'm the opposite of ambidextrous. My left hand is just the dumbest idiot in the whole world. So, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine that you know, my if I had two more hands, that what would be terrible is if like my left foot hand was my dominant hand. Like I had two left hands <laughs> in my regular hand plate, so I'd like do all my right and my foot hijacked up near my ear. It'd be terrible. What other important world changing questions do you have for me? Um, what would you pick if you could choose your own superpower? I think I'd choose invisibility. Pervert? Of the, uh, yeah, of the, um, the general superpower, you know, list. I think I would, I'd take invisibility. Yeah, for the most perverted reasons that you're thinking of. You? Um, flight. I think it'd be kind of cool to be able to fly around. That'd be good. What if the military just, like, shot you down, though? I mean... Maybe that's only, like, a Guam concern. (laughs) But if you fly anything here, the military's going to shoot it down. I mean, I'm sure that, like, once the FFA... Not FFA. (laughs) Once the future farmers of America uh, got a glimpse of me... No, no. It, it still is the FFA. It's the. I, I uh, thought it was Federal the FAA. Aviation. Yeah, it's the FAA. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think once the FFA FAA uh, finally realizes that there's somebody out there with the ability for flight, I'd probably have to have like a little radio and and follow air traffic controls and everything like that. But I still think I could get to places. I feel like they would capture you and put you in a lab somewhere and study you. I so mean, at least but if someone you're visible. I feel like at least somebody would would just show interest in me, and that'd be kind of nice. Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? A hundred duck-sized horses. I mean, I'd rather fight the one the one horse-sized duck because although those things peck you and like it freaking hurts. We used to have. ducks at our house and it's like those bills on those things are don't get you right but so nobody's ever like, been might just be a, 
I've never once heard a news story where somebody was walking behind a duck and the duck kicked them and they died. Yeah, I think so. It, the uh, the other it's a duck sized horse or a hundred a hundred duck sized. No, what is it? No, a horse sized duck or a hundred duck sized horses. I still think a duck is weaker than a horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. If you were a potato, hmm. which way would you be cooked? Um, I'd probably be eaten raw with a little bit of salt. A raw potato? Yeah. Have you ever had? You ever just like Do skinned you... a potato and put a little salt on it and took a bite? It's delicious. You should try it. No. It's great. It's a I didn't great even little... know you could eat a potato raw. Yeah, it's a great little afternoon snack. Just just peel yourself a potato, sprinkle a little salt on top, and take a bite like it's a big old potato apple. It's good. Interesting. Either that or like, that. either that or like a new potato, like the canned potatoes. I love those fried up. Mm. Oh, those are good. The little white ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about those. Man, I haven't had those in forever. I don't think they have them here. That's sad. First thing I do when I get to Ohio, going to buy a can of little white potatoes. So what? What? How would you be cooked if you were a potato? Uh, I think I would probably be, uh, I feel like mashed is a basic answer. Everyone would say that. I think I'd be, I think I'd be, what is that called when you, um, there's a way to cook baked potatoes where the skin on the outside becomes crunchy, but you have to bake them for like two hours. No, it's a twice baked potato. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Yeah. I would be that. You bake the potato and then you. They were fantastic. Yeah, you bake the potato, then you scoop out the insides and mash them, and then you put the potato skins back in and let them crisp up, and then you put the potato back inside. All right, stranded on an island, what three things would Mm -hmm. you bring with you? Well, since this is a Christian podcast, I have to say say that I'm going to bring my Bible. So that's number one. Uh, Number two, I'm going to bring a... Okay, seriously though, in all reality, would you bring your Bible? If I had three items, I mean, my plan would be to get off, so... Yeah, that's why I would bring my... I don't know. That's it, why I would bring my phone, which has the Bible app on it, and plus a whole bunch of like other books and stuff, so I at least won't go crazy from lack of entertainment. Yeah, so I don't... Uh, it depends on what kind of island I'm going to be stranded on. I mean, if it's like a self-sustainable island, then I'm I'm, I'm going to think about bringing my my bible but uh if it's like i gotta get off this island or i'm gonna die of starvation i'm probably gonna bring a hatchet okay a what nothing a um one of those little water filters that you can put like nasty water in and it cleans it out a, de- a desalinator was what I would bring. Yes. That, that turned salt water into fresh water. And then I would bring a Snuggie mm. so that I could Snug. be comfortable while I built my raft You know, at, at night. I you? would bring... Actually, oh. I kind of... I mean, I am stranded on an island at this very moment, and I don't have any of those things, I... so... I would bring a satellite phone, one that, you know, uses satellites instead of cell towers. 
And then I would just bring two buddies to come to an island with me for a little while while I call someone to come pick us up. <laughs> That's cheating. Yeah, but the satellite, uh, they probably... It's it's not functioning properly. Okay, here is my... All right. This is real talk now. You're on a desert island, and the only thing you have is your Bible. And you need to start a fire, and there's no dry kindling. <laughs> which book of the Bible do you burn first? Oh, which book? Uh, <laughs> I Let's see. I think I'd be burning... Hmm. See, I... I for me, I'll answer the question first, so that way you're not demonized. Uh, for me, it would be a toss-up between the Song of Solomon and Revelation. Because I, I love Revelation right now. I've been working on it for for over, going on six months studying deeply this book so I can teach it. But the more I, I work on it, the more I realize that, that, yeah, there's some good lessons in it, but it's not the most practical book. Because in order to teach from it, you have to you have to spend so much time with symbology and things like that. So it'd be a toss up between that and the Song of Solomon, which again, you know, the Song of Solomon is a beautiful book about about love and everything else, and it's great. But but mostly it's used for uh, uh, young Christians growing up to laugh at the fact that the girl's breasts remind the guy of a deer. So. And because there's not, you're not going to be having any love while you're on that deserted island anyway. So you don't need to practice that stuff. So it's unapplicable to you. Right. That's a good point. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to burn Mark. Mark? Mark's the best. I love Mark. Yeah, but you know, you got Matthew and Luke. <laughs> and John's doing his own thing over here. So pretty much everything in John is in Matthew for the most part. See, so uh, Mark's I, going up in flames. See, if we're just going with by, like the Gospels, this is such a terrible question. But <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable <laughs> talking about this. See, my first one would be Matthew. Uh, Matthew is dry. It was written by a Jew for Jews. I'm not a Jew. Let's get rid of it. It's fine. Uh, Luke, <laughs> Luke, you know, it's got some good stuff in there, but I've got the book of Acts if I want a little taste of Luke in my life. So it'd probably be Matthew, Luke. Uh, Mark, I love. I love Mark. It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. Yeah, but, you know, if you burn Mark, you're like, okay, this is how I get away with burning the fewest pages of the Bible possible. So... No, if That's I was trying, if for, I was trying to uh, burn the short book, if I was trying to burn the fewest pages of the Bible, Philemon, get in there. I, <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea anyway. I, I mean, who needs Philemon? I do not understand why you're in there. I don't understand what you're teaching. I've tried, I've tried so hard to figure you out. I don't like you. Go away. All right, Luke. Real quick, I think we should end this um, with. Uh, a Wizarding World of Harry Potter quiz. <laughs> Excellent. I think I can get maybe a B. Okay. So, basically, we're going to take the same quiz. It's multiple choice. We're not going to take it. We'll just take it on my computer. But if I disagree with your answer, I'll, I'll, I'll answer it differently. Okay. 
and we'll see uh, we'll see which one of us does. Uh, the quiz we're taking is how well would you do in Professor Flitwick's charms class? All right. The underlying text says, despite what Neville's grandmother says, charms is a fascinating and complex subject. Harry certainly learned a lot from Professor Flitwick's lessons, but how well would you do in one of his classes? Take our quiz and find out. How in the world are you a wizard or a witch in Harry Potter and go, yeah, charms isn't needed? I'm pr- that's like 90% of wizarding is being able to cast spells. Is charms, yeah, but charms is different than like, it's like its own like subcategory of spells, isn't it? Like Wingardium Leviosa, that's how you levitate things. Yeah, but they were learning that in McGonagall's class, not in uh, Flitwick's. No, they were learning that in Flitwick's class because the feather blew up in in Seamus' face. Anyways, that was back when Flitwick looked like a little garden troll and not like just a little dapper little person. (laughs) Uh, What wand movement accompanies Wingardium Leviosa? Poke and prod, (laughs) point and jab, twirl and tap, swish and flick. Swish and flick. Yes, I agree with you. We are both right. Excellent. In Harry's first year charms exam, what object did Professor Flitwick ask them to make tap dance across a desk? A pair of glasses, a pineapple, an apple, a pair of shoes. I'm going to say a pair of shoes. See, I'm going to say an apple. Because I think it was an apple. apple tap dance? I don't know with your I feel imagination. Like charms is like the We were both wrong. It was a pineapple. A pineapple. Ugh. They don't even have pineapples in England. What um I feel like of all the the subjects and the teachers in Harry Potter, the one that people are least interested in is charms. Uh, like you I have think, I think it would be like You have uh, Trelawney up there in the tower. Like yeah, I know all I, the crap about Trelawney. We got dig with like that. uh freaking Dark arts, like that's everyone's favorite. I mean, Charms, I know it like, wasn't. Cares? Nobody. Cares. I know it wasn't in the movies, but they had like magic history, and I bet I'd be as interested in magic history as I was in church history. <laughs> Wait, was that sarcasm? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I loved, I loved church history so much. I didn't. Let me take that back. I didn't hate uh, church history. Uh, I hated Restoration history. Oh, second yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I do not care about the restoration of the church movement. I'm a member of a two thousand year old church. Why would I care about how, what what some racist up in Bethany did or how he didn't like to sit down? <laughs> I don't care. Alexander Campbell. I mean, because he freaking was like the second coming of Joseph Smith. I mean, he made he never uh, slept. He only slept. Two hours a day because he was always up reading his Bible by candlelight, and then he was traveling never touched a million his, miles by horseback to preach never, thirteen times every day. He never touched his wife because he was afraid of cooties. Yeah, I get it. What is the opposite of a summoning charm? The severing charm, the vaulting charm, the banishing charm, or the repelling charm? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna say the banishing charm. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. We were both right. Was it the rope? Oh. We were both Repelling right. Repelling sounds. 
Okay? And uh, what is the incantation for it? Bombarda? Salviohexia? Depulso? Or Repello? Depulso. See, I'm going to say Repello. Oh, you were right. You beat me, you turd. Well, I feel like the Repello would be the repelling charm. (laughs) Well, what's the difference? I mean, I'm no Latin scholar, but... (laughs) Uh, what charm did Harry slightly overdo in his third year exam that left Ron in fits of hysterical laughter? The singing charm, the animation charm, the cheering charm, or the tickling charm? Tickling charm. Yeah. No! We were what? both wrong. It was the cheering charm. And the Half-Blood Prince. What happened to Harry's cup of vinegar when he tried to turn it into wine? It turned into butterbeer? It turned into ice, it vanished, it exploded. Oh, man. Half-Blood Prince, so who would have been... That was before, like, the takeover. Uh, Why does that matter to anything? Well, because... (laughs) I was trying to think if, like, Snape was... Snape was looking over his shoulder when this happened, if I could remember what was going on, but I can't remember. I'm going to say Butterbeer, but I don't know. It turned into ice. If you were to cast... Aguaminty, what would happen? Clean, drinkable water would appear from your wand. It would boil water. It would vanish any water in front of you. It would allow you to control the movement of water. I think it is that the water appears before you, because I think Harry uses that. He gives it to Dumbledore after he drinks the poison stuff from the Horcrux. Yeah, you're right. Yes! What creature All did Ron knowledge. What creature did Ron accidentally poke in the eye when practicing silencio? A rooster, <laughs> a raven, a bullfrog, a cat. I feel like it'd be really hard to poke a rooster in the eye. I'm going to say a cat, Hermione's cat. I don't know. See, that's what I thought too, but it was a uh, it was a bullfrog. Unfortunately, we both are terrible. You got a 40% and I got one less than you. <laughs> yeah, now, charms. Nobody cares. Neville's m- grandmother was right. Now, I want uh, to do one more thing just to either embarrass us or validate us. This is from HowStuffWorks.com. And it is, this Bible quiz is very difficult. So we'll be impressed if you get even 10 right. All right, let's flex our righteousness. I always do these, and I get like 9 out of 10, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm the Bible champion. My self-righteousness is just on fleek. I'm not even going to give you the multiple choice on this one. The Apostle Paul was called by Jesus on the road to which city? Man, this is hard. (laughs) Damascus. Correct. Which of these was not a name of one of Noah's sons? Ham, Shem, Aaron, or Japheth? Man, how in the world are we going to get this one right? Maybe Aaron. When God changed a favored man's name to Abraham, how did he do so? He added a syllable. He added the capital letter, which was not typical during that time. (laughs) (laughs) He added the final... Yeah, because they were using the English alphabet. He added the final M. He gave him a completely different name. Uh, I suppose he added a syllable. Wow, that was so difficult. 
After Cain murdered Abel, Eve gave birth to a son she named Coriolanus, Lixer, Noah, or Seth. <laughs> I wish that it was Coriolanus. <laughs> Me too. Eve's third son mentioned in the Bible. It's Seth. You knew it. Oh, I knew Seth. it. In the book of Joshua, what mass medical procedure must take place before the Israelites can enter Canaan? Circumcision? Oof. Circumcision, tattoo removal, vaccination, all of these. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that vaccination was not it, so all of these can't be it either. Uh, tattoos. Somebody will, somebody will soon be telling you that vaccination was in the Bible to try to get the Christians to comply. Right. Uh, yeah, it was a mass circumcision. It would have been a bad day to be a Jew those days. I'm going to be honest with you. A big old circumcision party does not sound like a fun time. I can't even imagine what that would be like as an adult. It'd be a lot like, ah! That's what I think it'd be like. <laughs> oh, boy, that stings. Hey, your hands are cold. I'm, I'm just imagining what it would be like. <laughs> um, the name Abra of Abraham's firstborn son, Ishmael, appears in what famous work of literature? How is this a Bible? Okay, I, Portrait of a Lady, A Movable Feast... Moby Dick or Lord of the Rings? Isn't it um, Moby Dick? Yeah, the captain's name is Ishmael. I wish it was Lord of the Rings. Whose name means adversary or persecutor? Or prosecutor, excuse me. Judas, Peter, Miriam, or Satan? Freaking Satan. Which book of the Bible does not mention God? Nahum, Esther, Numbers, or Third John? Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Esther. Oh man, this is so hard. How in the world are we gonna get ten of these right? <laughs> what was the name of the wicked queen whom Esther replaced? Salome, Jezebel, Lilith, or Vashti? I feel like this Bible quiz asker is the one who got this question wrong <laughs> because I don't think there's any reference to the fact that Vashti or Vashti is evil. Is I mean, she gets kicked out for um, not not appearing before the king, right? Which is probably like a yeah, but to be kind of appearing. to be fair, wicked is in quotation marks. Oh, okay. Uh, what was the question? Oh, Vashti. Yeah, her. Yeah, Vashti. Uh, how many wives did Noah have? One, two, three. This is not entirely clear. I can only th think of one. See, I got this one wrong because I said one, two, Zipporah, but it said wrong answer. Moses' wife is clearly identified as Zipporah, yet later in Exodus there's a reference to Moses being married to a Cushite woman. Is this Zipporah? She is referred to as being the daughter of a Midianite priest, whereas the Cushites also called Nubians, were dark-skinned Africans, but the Midianites were also fairly dark-complected. Scholars have not reached a consensus on this point. Well, I got that double wrong, because I thought you said Noah. <laughs> I might have said Noah. I did say Noah. I meant Moses. Why do most Christian preachers still get Moses and Noah confused? <laughs> Several of the apostles shared a name. Which of these names, uh, but which of these names belong to just one apostle? Simon, Judas, James, Thomas. Oof! 
I don't think it was James, because you have James, of course, the Chosen taught me Big James and Little James. <laughs> Simon Peter, Simon the Zealot. Yeah. Judas and or there Thomas. Were, well, there were two Judases. So there's it have to Judas be Thomas. Iscariot, and then there's Judas the... Uh, not the scary. Yeah, the not the not traitor. Judas Iscariot is. and Judas the Pleasantest. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Terror was the father of which important leader? Abraham, Noah, Moses, John the Baptist. Oh, now I'm mixed up between Moses or uh, no, uh, Abraham and Terra. I'm gonna say wasn't that Abraham? Yeah. What relationship was Lot, the famous resident of Sodom, to Abraham? His close friend, his half-brother, his nephew, his son. His nephew. Which of these is not a book of the Old Testament? <laughs> this is so hard! Um, Nahum, <laughs> Joel, Manasseh, and Micah. <laughs> and the answer is Manasseh, of course. So stupid. So stupid. Who in the world didn't get this one right? The next question, real dumb. Which of these disciples of Jesus also had the name Cephas? Uh, Peter, okay. Which, or when a group God. of boys taunted Elisha, what did God send to punish yes. them? Freaking bears. She bears to murder them. That's what it says. It says she bears. Go bears. up, you bald head. Yeah, yeah, okay. Come and get them, <laughs> girls. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best story in the whole Bible right there. Ah, uh, forget the Gospels. The greatest story ever told. Second Kings 2, 23 through 24. <laughs> I saw a shirt that somebody was selling on, I, I think it was like Etsy or something, and it just had a picture of two bears, and it said, respect your elders, Second Kings, whatever. <laughs> I would have bought that shirt in a hardest and like a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, Revelation. Right. Uh, when the Philistines stole the Ark of the Covenant, with what did God afflict them with? Hemorrhoids and mice or some crap. <laughs> Tumors and mice. But one of the options was bunions. Um. Ooh. Which of these is not a feminine name in the Bible? Naphtali, Jezebel, Bilhah, or Zilpah? <laughs> Unfortunately, some poor woman was named Bilhah. Who was that? I think it was like Leah's handmaid, wasn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Freaking. And Zilpah was, was Rachel's handmaid. Or the other way around, uh, Naphtali. Yeah. Okay. In this very difficult Bible quiz, what's the last book of the Old Testament? Oh, um, let's see. That would be Genesis. This is making me so very sad for the state of Christianity in this country. That this is considered very hard. I wonder what the scores are. Like, I wonder if it's one of those that's like, it's just clickbait. The, no, the, the score, average score is 74%. Eh. Now this I feel question like that wouldn't be too bad. Now this question is kind of difficult. This biblical figure married a woman named Asenath. Who is he? Joshua, Ooh, Joseph, uh, Isaac, or Laman? Well, it's not Laman. I gotta think it's Joshua because I don't 
Joseph was oh uh, Joseph was married to this pharaoh's that priest. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Joseph. Okay. Asenath doesn't sound very Hebrew, so I'm not gonna go Joshua. I'm gonna go Joseph. Yeah, that's what I went priest with. Priest of Nob or some crap. Psalm fourteen one says, The fool says in his heart, There is no blank bread, tomorrow, God, or truth. It's definitely well, bread. The apostles said they didn't have any bread. Jesus told them that they had little faith, so that's basically the same. You fools. Hey, hey which king offered to cut a baby in half? Asa, Jeroboam, um, Saul, or Solomon? Uh, you know, what's funny is, of all of these names, the least likely one is the right answer. Solomon. <laughs> which one of the, This is so bad. Uh, this is such a hard test. Which one of these is not an epistle of the New Testament? 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Cretans, or Philippians? Well, we know it's not 2 Corinthians like Donald Trump says. First of all, I wish there was a book called Cretans. Cretans. I'm going to find a hard... When Jews of several nations heard the apostles speaking on Pentecost, what amazed them about it? The apostles showed no fear of persecution. Each audience member heard their own language. The apostles shone with internal light. They were unending meal loaves, or there was an unending meal of loaves and fish. (laughs) (laughs) What was the name of Bathsheba's husband that was killed? All I can think of when I think of him is the urologist. Yeah, Uriah. Uh, what was the name of the Apostle Peter's wife? What was now, her name? Eden. I mean, duh. Yeah, okay, but uh, obviously we get... It depends on whether the question asker is Catholic or legitimate. Her name was not known oh. <laughs> or Peter was never married. I'm going to go with her name is not known. Yeah, I did too. We got it right. Guess what? We are a true biblical expert. On this very difficult Bible quiz, we got a 94%. Next week, I promise we'll do the Eyes of Tammy Faye, because if Scott has COVID again, I'm just going to take him out back and shoot him. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that episode. I'm glad that I get to end it on this one, because it's uh, it's a good one. For Rotten or Righteous, I'm Zach Geiler. I'm Joseph Smith. And I'm Joseph Smith's brother... Jonathan Smith. Scott Judge. Late one night, a man is driving down the road speeding. The officer, A police officer pulls him over, and the cop says to the man, Are you aware of how fast you were going? And the man replies, Yes, I am. I was, I'm trying to escape a robbery I got involved in. The cop gives him a skeptical look and says, You were robbed? The man casually replies, No, I, I committed the robbery. The cop is shocked. So, so you're telling me you were speeding and you committed a robbery? Yes, the man says calmly. I I have the loot in the back. The officer responds, Sir, place your hands on the dashboard. I need your license and registration. He reaches in the window. Don't do that! The man yells fearfully. You'll find my gun in the glove compartment! (laughs) The cop withdraws his hand. Wait here, he says. The cop calls for backup. Soon, police cars and helicopters flood the area. The man is cuffed and quickly taken to a police car. However, before he gets in, the cop walks up to him and says, while gesturing to the cop that pulled him over, Sir, this officer informed us that you've committed a robbery, had stolen loot in the trunk of your car, and a loaded gun in your glove department. 
However, we found none of those things in your car. And the man replies, Yeah, and I bet that liar said I was speeding, too. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty clever. Good night, everybody. (laughs) I might try that next time. That was a good joke. <laughs> I was, I was hope I, I wasn't too. Uh, most of the time, when jokes in this book go on for forty-five minutes, it doesn't pan out. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I asked this dude next to me if he knew the chemical symbol for sodium hydrobromide. <laughs> so I asked this dude next to me if he knew the chemical sin- symbol for sodium hydrobromide, and he was like, nah, bro. <laughs> <That's> stupid. Because <laughs> the, the chemical symbol is in Yeah, no one's going to get that. Yeah, I know, but it was still funny. Yeah, that was that's one thing I've learned about this podcast, is for some reason I've always held you in like high esteem when it came to knowledge i was always like man luke's so much smarter than me but after doing this podcast <laughs> this for about 80 years i realized that you're just as big as idiot as i am yeah well you know in evil communications in my youth corrupted my good education and now we're basically on the same plane so i'm just so i'm just tired of everything i'm tired of everything in heaven there'll be playstations falling out of the sky will there be yeah but you'll only be able to play like animal crossing and like innocent crap that's not true have you read judges you could play the most violent gory video games you want to in heaven are you kidding me i would love for them to make a judges video game good night that would be chopping people up and sending them throughout the uh, kingdom yeah stabbing fat guys until the hilt of your sword goes through their gut and poo falls out. <laughs> Escaping from evil kings down their poop chute. <laughs> Impaling men's heads with tent pegs. Yeah, yeah, no, the Bible, yeah, it's going to be just Animal Crossing boring all the time. <laughs> Bible, you've been reading. An aspiring veterinarian put himself through veterinary school, working nights as a taxidermist. When he graduated, he decided he could combine the two occupations. On the door of his new business... It read, Dr. Boone, veterinary medicine and taxidermy. Either way, you get your dog back. <laughs> That's what they need here on Guam. A panda walks into a restroom and sits down and orders a sandwich. After he finishes the sandwich, he pulls out a gun and shoots the waiter. <laughs> Is that, is that the joke? No, nope. <laughs> that's not the joke. After he finishes eating a sandwich, he pulls out a gun and shoots the waiter, and then stands up to leave. Hey, he shouts the manager. Where are you going? You just shot my waiter, and you didn't pay for your sandwich. Hey, man, I'm a panda. Look it up. 
Well, the manager pulls out his dictionary and opens it up and sees the following definition for panda. A tree-dwelling marsupial of Asian origin, characterized by distinct black and white coloring, eats, shoots, and leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody... Somebody looked that up and was like, oh, man, what I have to do is create a paragraph-long joke about this. I think the image of a panda just standing up and shooting the waiter is funny. (laughs) 